Connor McDavid was in town to take on Jack Hughes and the New Jersey Devils. And unfortunately, he and his unit absolutely thrashed the Devils, especially in period three. What went wrong for the Devils? And also, oh boy, look at my social media. I got some explaining to do. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a good one. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey player, play announcer. Dell's right for pucks and pitchforks and also part-time credential Mia member Trey Matthews back from the Prudential Center. And unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils came out on the losing end, this time to the Edmonton Oilers by a score of six to three. It's worth mentioning that the Oilers were on a three-game losing streak entering this game, and they had one of the worst goalie save percentages in the entire league. Well, then again, the Devils were right there with them. So it was a matter of who was going to score a boatload of goals first. And unfortunately, it went into the way of Edmonton. So it's also kind of shocking that the Oilers were struggling their last few games and they snap it against the Devils. The same could be said for the Anaheim Ducks game just a few days ago because the Ducks hadn't won in regulation in over a month and whoop de doo they win against the Devils. So in today's episode, in segment one, I got some explaining to do because I think everybody and their grandmother have seen the video uh, making its way around social media, whether it's on the X, now formerly known as Twitter or YouTube, whatever the case might be, I get it. And I'm going to try to clear the air the best I can. Then in segment two, I will recap the game and try to give you guys my perspective as to what's been going wrong for the Devils. And then to round it all off in segment three, like I do with every post-game recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. Now, before I clear the air on anything, let me read you some quotes courtesy of a certain hockey player. So this hockey player says, quote, he reminds me of me in a sense that, well, first of all, he's faster than I was and he sees the ice incredibly well. He went to a whole different level as a hockey player. And part of that, too, is experience. And, you know, being in his fourth year in the NHL, he's more knowledgeable as a player. So who am I referring to exactly? That is a quote from Wayne Gretzky when he was talking about Jack Hughes. And I also want to add something else to that because courtesy of Julie Stewart-Binks of SNY TV, she uh, posted this um, almost a year ago. She said, I spoke with Wayne Gretzky last night about Jack Hughes. He told me, quote, I think he's the only one who could catch 97, 97 being Connor McDavid. So what, what am I trying to explain here? So basically, I went into the Oilers locker room post game to talk with some of the players. I was hoping to speak with either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl because both of them have won heart trophies in the past. So I wanted to see like uh, their uh, thoughts on Jack Hughes and his overall development. And Connor McDavid was available to speak to the media. So basically, I asked him like, What's your assessment of Jack Hughes? Because there were comparisons of him and Wayne Gretzky. And once that video became public, it just like broke the NHL internet. Like it went all over. And I even posted about it because I don't regret asking the question. But 
basically, I just want to say, like, I didn't make those comparisons between Jack Hughes and Wayne Gretzky, just so we're crystal clear. Wayne Gretzky himself, the great one, said that Jack Hughes reminds him of himself. And he said that in a quote, and that was also courtesy of Bleacher Report when they did an HBO special. So I'm just putting that out there. So I don't regret asking the question, and I actually do want to play the soundbite because Connor McDavid was very courteous. He was polite, and he answered my question. So let's play the soundbite, and then I'll give you guys uh, some further explanation. One of the Devils' highly touted players is obviously Jack Hughes, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on his overall play and some of the comparisons that he's uh, had to Wayne Gretzky, uh, having won the Hart Trophy and also, um, and also having the career you have. I'm curious to hear your assessment on him. Um, yeah, obviously a really, you know, really good young player. All those Hughes boys are um, uh, amazing, um, you know, and obviously he's a young, uh, uh, you know, a young kid in this league and, you know, carries himself really well out there on the ice, skates well, wants the puck, um, making plays. I mean, that's all you can ask for from, uh, from, your, from your young guys. And, you know, he's just going to keep getting better and better. So there you go. Hopefully that gives you some better context or better background as to where I'm coming from, whether you agree with me asking the question or not, is totally up to you. Personally, I don't regret asking the question, and I just wanted to hear the perspective of Connor McDavid because Wayne Gretzky has high praise for Jack Hughes, and he's even compared Jack Hughes to himself. So I wanted to hear it from Connor McDavid because Wayne Gretzky also said that Jack Hughes has the best chance of catching 97. So just putting that out there and like whatever happens on social media, I guess I just got to take it on the chin. So there you go. Now you're all caught up. Now let's move on because I also got some sound bites from uh, other Edmonton Oilers players. And I even got another quote from Connor McDavid that I want to share because I think we all know that the devil's defense and goaltending, it's pretty lackluster. Like their offense is very good. Like they have a lot of great, offensive dynamic players but unfortunately it doesn't matter that you can score like three or so goals when you give up three goals in 69 seconds because remember the devils were leading three to two going into the final period of regulation and then 69 seconds into that period the devils let up three goals and then and don't look now they were trailing five to three so i wanted to get a different perspective from the opposing team like what are some of the holes that they're exploiting in the devil's defense. And I've been doing that with the Seattle Kraken. I've been doing that with the Anaheim Ducks. And now it's the Oilers turn. So I spoke with Adam Ernie, Connor McDavid, as you guys know, and also Ryan McLeod, who is the younger brother of Michael McLeod, who plays on the devils, obviously. And here are their perspectives on how they've been exploiting the devil's defense and how other teams might be catching on to it. Three goals in 69 seconds. How were you guys able to exploit the devil's defense? Like what uh, holes did you see in their overall execution? Well, I think, you know, an emphasis for us was getting the puck a little high and, and getting it to the net right away, not letting them set up um, and having guys at the net. And I thought Hyman did a great job all night and uh, Eki did a great job all night at, at getting him to the uh, getting him to the net. So um, kind of like I said before, it's just kind of sticking with what we were doing and finally uh, it worked out for us. Well, we just wanted to get pucks there. We felt there was a lot of pucks laying around the net, and um, we needed uh, – sometimes you just need a bounce, and we got one there early, and, and uh, you know, obviously Leo makes a special play there. Um, not a lot of guys can make, and, you know, bigger and chips in with, uh, with another big one, you know, a couple seconds later. So it's a big stretch of the game, um, you know, one that turned it uh, in our favor for sure. I think just from, from everyone in the group, it's a group thing. Um, you know, if you look at all the, you know, analytics and things, we're, we're doing a lot, and we're, you know, we're – 
control most of the games. It's just kind of bearing down our chance when we get them and, and keeping the puck out of our net. You know, I think uh, just little details and, um, you know, should be able to get another run. So there you go. I'm sure you guys didn't just want the standard run-of-the-mill type of answers that I'm sure some of the Devils players would have given, which is like they, they know they have to play better. They have to play more assertive. They got to play with a sense of urgency because – the Devils these last few weeks just have not been playing their brand of hockey. And it's very disappointing to see because after that Boston Bruins game, I really thought they flipped a switch and then they won their very next matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But after that, they, they're they on a three-game losing streak and they've only racked up a point during those three-game uh, spans. And that's not good, especially with how tight the Metropolitan Division is. So we're going to talk more about the game in general momentarily. But before we continue... I want to tell you guys about the Sleeper app. So I made my fancy football uh, playoffs. Unfortunately, I got knocked out in the first round. So let's move on to some hockey. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. So Jack Hughes, he could score 50 goals and he gets high praise from Wayne Gretzky. Or the Devils could hoist the Stanley Cup and you could win big by playing daily fancy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fancy app of Locked On NHL. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fancy sports, especially daily fancy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fancy hockey contests. You don't just have to do fancy hockey. You can also play daily fancy football, basketball, baseball, college football on the Sleeper app. So to win 100 times on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Devils fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fancy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, let's talk about this game, shall we? So uh, before we uh, begin with the recap, I just first want to say the reason why Colin Miller has not been playing the last few games, it's not a coaching decision. He and his wife are actually expecting a child, and his wife recently went into labor. So obviously, he's with her for the time being. So congratulations to Colin Miller and best wishes moving forward. And we can't wait to have you back at the Prudential Center because this defense needs a lot of help. So to start off the game, the Devils just had no energy yet again. And this is something we've been seeing the entirety of this season. So the Oilers asserted themselves right from the jump. They found holes in the Devils defense. And Ryan McLeod scored the first goal within seconds. So Ryan McLeod, he went back door and was wide open. Brendan Smith and Luke Hughes, they were too slow and couldn't handle the puck cleanly. So within the first 90 seconds, the Oilers had three early shots on Akira Schmidt, who was the initial starter in net for the Devils. It didn't get better because Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he came pestering uh, Schmidt in front of the crease, and that made it a two to nothing game. So after surrendering two goals on seven shots, Vitek Banchek was subbed quickly into the game before it got out of hand, which was a smart move by Lindy Ruff. But Oilers had all the speed and momentum, and the Devils couldn't complete a simple breakout pass. But luckily, moments later, Dawson Mercer, he scored to cut the lead in half, and Michael McLeod dished out a dime out in front. So McLeod extended his point streak to three games, and I guess he had to one-up his little brother just a little bit. So Oilers didn't get their first shot on Vancheck until about five minutes was remaining in the period. So and that's worth mentioning that uh, the Oilers were on the power play at the time. So when the Devils were on the PK, that's when the Oilers started to get a few more shots on Vanacek. So Devils came even more alive within the final 30 seconds because they were rifling shot after shot after shot after shot, but to no avail. But luckily, the Devils finished in the shots on goal category 12 to 9. So after the goalie swap, once again, 
Oilers only generated two shots on Vanacek, both of them coming while on the power play. So it seemed like the Devils defense started to improve just a little bit. But going into the middle period of frame, it was all Devils, despite the analytics probably showing that the Oilers should have scored a lot more goals. So 90 seconds into that frame, the Devils scored first, and it was Jonas Siegethaler sniping at home. So it's tied 2-2. Two to two. Minutes go by, and the Oilers were getting some decent looks in their own end. While it didn't uh, come back to bite the Devils this time around, they have to. They had to do a better job of clearing the puck and limiting the turnovers because I felt as though, like once again, the Oilers, based on the advanced analytics and based on the amount of time they were spending in their offensive end, they should have scored a few more goals. And at one point, Vitek Vanacek had a sweet save. Like he did a like a three sixty spin to make a save, and then ball gets assessed a holding call, and the Devils uh, go on the PK. But they looked a little bit better. And this goes back to their previous matchup against the Flyers, in which I said. Devils PK looks a lot better, so knock on wood. So with about eight minutes remaining in period two, the Oilers were out shooting the Devils 14-3 to in that respective period, just to show you how much more dominant the Oilers were in that middle period of frame. But the biggest talking point in period two was Timo Meyer because he finally came alive. He initially passed it to Dawson Mercer, but Mercer saw that that Meyer had an opening and centered it off to him. And there was a thunderous applause around the rock. Now, I have my opinions on Timo Meyer. I personally feel like if he's not really 100%, then he shouldn't be playing. In fact, Lindy Ruff was asked about this during the morning skate as to why is Timo Meyer continuing to play despite hindering the Devils just a little bit more. He said that uh, until it affects him physically, he's going to continue to play Timo. And Timo did look a little more physical in this game, at least asserting himself. So I think he's getting back to it. And I'm sure that had to be a big sigh of relief on his end when he finally scored. But it was short-lived because in period three, I don't even want to do the the, the, the recap. But let's just say 69 seconds were not the devil's friend entering the final period of regulation. Because I'm like, okay, they're leading three to two. And they just have to play some decent defense and hopefully Vitek Vanacek can make some timely saves. And then maybe uh, the Devils can walk away with the win and the Oilers will extend their losing streak to four games. Well, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and Adam Ernie all scored within a short amount of time. And at that point, it was five to three Oilers, and you just knew that the Devils were not going to win the game. And to add insult to injury, Ryan McLeod scored a little later in the period, making it a six to three. So he had to one up his older brother yet again. So everyone's a little frustrated, and everyone is pushing for a various amount of changes. And Bill Spaulding put out on the X app, he said, One other note before bed reminder that there is a league wide roster freeze until December 28th. So my thing is, is like, if you want to change, you're going to have to wait and you're going to have to wait until after the Detroit Red Wings game until after the Columbus Blue Jackets game, because a change is not going to happen right here and now because the rosters are frozen until that specific date. So just putting that out there, but changes do need to happen because the devil's defense and their goaltending they can't continue to play like this and you expect for the Devils to be a playoff team because once again, during those 69 seconds of which the Devils, it's, it's just still shocking to say this. They allowed three goals within that short amount of time. And yeah, they weren't going to win that game. So they had the lead 
and I guess they had the momentum their way, but changes do need to happen. And I don't know if making a coaching change is going to be the right decision because I, I don't know if that's going to make the devils any better, but then again, the Oilers made a coaching change and they, they've improved a little bit. Um, they, they've kind of hit a cold streak, but you get the point. And now it's just like the devils are very inconsistent because it's like at one point they can win two games and then they'll lose three games and then they'll win three games and then they'll lose four games. That kind of inconsistency is going to shoot them in the foot moving forward. So I think changes do need to happen in the trade market because I VTech Manchek and Akira Schmidt, they have their moments and I'm, I'll give them credit. They're solid goalies. And I think they do have a role in the NHL, but in terms of being the starter and the backup, I just don't think it's going to work. So they really need to uh, put Dougie Hamilton on the LTIR. So that way that could free up $9 million in potential cap space so that way they can at least get a one-year rental just to stop the bleeding for this season because the Devils have too much talent on this team to be sellers. That's just a fact. They have a boatload of talent in Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Brad, Tyler Toffoli, uh, Dougie Hamilton, if you want to include him into the mix, Shimon the Mets, Luke Hughes, who could be very, who are very good rookies for a time being and seem to have a bright future. Um, there, there's just too much talent on the roster for the Devils to be selling. And they just need to, they just need something. They need a, they need like a shakeup in the roster because it seems like even the players are a little zoned out because you look at Nico Kiescher's post-game press conference, he looked emotionless. Same with Timo Meyer. They don't know how to react at this point. And then Lindy Ruff says post-game that the devils got their asses kicked and he is absolutely right. They got their butts handed to them by the Oilers when they were leading three to two going into the final period of regulation. So changes do need to happen. I personally think that they should be looking for a goalie because I think that can help them a lot. Because, look, the thing with Akira Schmidt and Vitek Vanacek, I know that the goals that they let up this game isn't entirely on them. But it's the same thing I said in my post-game recap against the Flyers, which is sometimes you got to make those saves, even if the defense leaves you in a very vulnerable position. So. That's my opinion on the matter, and that's where I stand in terms of like how the Devils are for the time being. But we're just going to have to be patient and see how it uh, goes uh, moving forward. So before we close out today's show and I compare the stats to give the Devils a letter grade, I want to tell you guys about eBay Motors because I'm a big car guy, love NASCAR. So passion, drive, and, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right. Let's compare the stats. Give the Devils a letter grade and get out of here. So shots on goal differential. 38 to 26 in favor of the Oilers. Face-off percentage. At least the Devils have been winning, winning this uh, department consistently. 52.7% to the Devils. 47.3% to the Oilers. Power play. Oilers were 0 for 2. Devils did not have a power play opportunity. This goes back to what 
I've been saying on this show, which is the Devils need to find other ways to score, and they were able to do so. But like this is going to be the scouting report going forward, which is teams are just going to have to play are going to play a cleaner brand of hockey to make sure that the Devils do not go on the power play because that is one of their consistent strengths. Hits 22 to 13 in favor of the Devils. Block shots 18 to 15 in favor of the Devils. At least they got better in that category. Giveaways 14 to 4 in favor of the Devils. See, this is what I said in segment two, which is they've been turning the puck over a lot, and you got to handle it first and foremost. I don't know. They they got to they that was what killed them in the last game thanks to Jack Hughes. So they got to get a little bit better. I know ironic is is use this against me if you want. Takeaways 12 to 8 in favor of the Oilers. So if I had to give the Devils a letter grade, since they did make a comeback and they did lead the game going into period three, I won't fail them, but I'm gonna be very close to. I'm gonna give them a D minus because once again, they were leading at one point. It's not like they were completely helpless. But I think we all know they just completely imploded. So fringe fail, but I'll give them a passing grade. So D minus. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. What are your thoughts on Wayne Gretzky saying that Jack Hughes sort of reminds of uh, him of himself in a, in a sense? And uh, what did you think of the game in general? What changes do you want to see made to the Devils roster? And what are your hopes going forward? Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal X page app at TreyMat4, like many other people, and uh, the show's X page app at Locked On Devils. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys next episode. Thanks for listening once again.